Hey, 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 Diet Riders. Welcome back to the Diet Riot Podcast. I'm Brooke Miller. And I'm Alyssa Miller. We are both dietitians. Both moms. Both live in Denver. Both. Oh, shoot. Do you oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. <laughs> both from the Midwest, if you uh, can't tell from the accent. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, hey there. How's oh, it going? Do you want to hey. go on the boat later? Yeah, it's on the boat. <laughs> on the boat, on the boat. Yes, both from the Midwest, if you couldn't tell. We are very proud about it, but we still live in Denver yes. because the weather's nicer and there's yeah. mountains here. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of reasons, honestly, but... Yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because we are talking about Whole30, you guys. And if you guys are OG subscribers, you know we've talked about Whole30 before, haven't we, Brooke? We did. We did back in the first or second episode. And I I cringe when I go back and listen to it because Alyssa and I had a lot of diet culture, um, things creep in that we didn't even realize. And then when we like go back and listen, we're like, OMG, what were we thinking? I'm totally. so embarrassed. Can we take these episodes down? But we're not because we, we don't want y'all to see our growth because we're just <laughs> y'all. <like you. laughs> we're from we're- the Midwest, but we also say y'all. <laughs> y'all. But we wanted to, you know, just make you feel better that we definitely don't yes. have this figured out. We are not perfect. And just because we're dietitians doesn't mean that we know everything. So yes. I love we that. Wanted to, we wanted to just like redo this. Redo. Honestly, Take two. That, that episode was not specifically no. on Whole30, but we just talked about it. So yeah. So we've also done a lot of episodes on different diets that are out there and talked about like the pros and the cons. Hint, there are typically no pros. Um, mm-hmm. The only one I can look back at and think that we probably had some pros to talk about was like the Mediterranean diet. That episode yeah. was actually really good. But that was a good one. Anyways, yeah, we didn't talk specific- specifically about Whole30. Brooke and I were talking about some things that we had looked into and Brooke had done Whole30 and I was looking looking into this thing. It was like whole foods for 30 days or something like that. Um, Uh And so it was very similar, but mine was like far less restrictive because I knew that I could not stick to whole 30. Um, But it was, it was an interesting episode. So you guys can go back and listen to it, but I will like let you know that it's, there is a lot of diet culture in there still like the wellness diet kind of tricking us into thinking that the whole 30 is a great option. When in reality, as you guys probably know, what we're going to say is whole 30 is one of the most restrictive diets that exists. I mean, it is so, so restrictive. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're restricting so many things. You're restricting like added sugar, alcohol, grains, legumes, peanuts. Peanut butter was so hard for me to give up. I bet. Um, and cheese. Soy, dairy, all dairy, cheese. Um, and, you know, the only thing I agreed with about giving up for 30 days was the scale not weighing <laughs> yes, for 30 yep. days. I did agree with that. And okay, we found a pro. We found a pro. We found a pro. So Although they do say to step on the scale after, don't they? I think it's like you can weigh yourself before and weigh yourself after, but don't weigh yourself during. And why yeah. they say it, it's true, is if you're weighing yourself during a diet or whenever, if you're weighing yourself now, um, 
that's that number will make or break you. And so what their fear yeah. is, if they're if people are weighing themselves during the 30 days, they're going to get discouraged and give up. Or they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, when the 30 days is over, I'm going to go just crazy because I've lost so much weight. And so they know it's going to go one of two ways. Um, both are probably not great. And so mm-hmm. that is why they tell you not to weigh yourself for 30 days. But Alyssa and I just believe don't weigh yourself at all. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. You don't yeah, have unless to. there's like a medical condition that you need to be monitoring your weight for some reason, like retaining fluid or pregnancy or, you know, whatever, like mm-hmm. literally don't weigh yourself. Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting because Whole30 is kind of touted as this like wellness diet. I'm only eating whole foods. There was such a push and still is, I think, for like clean eating and yes. eating whole foods. And there should only be one ingredient and these kind of rules and markers that we've put around food. And it was funny, you know, I typically don't engage on social media when someone like clearly disagrees with you or is just trying to like start a fight because social media is freaking insane and people are bored at home right now. But <laughs> I'm in the house bored and I'm bored in the house and bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. Are you on TikTok? I'm not on TikTok, I'm, but I'm I've seen that video. <laughs> I know once I get on it, I'm never going to get off. It's so addicting. I had it's it downloaded so and then I literally ran over my phone with my car <laughs> And I had to get a new phone and Josh was like, do not download TikTok. It is a bomb of like spam, basically. Like it's, it's stealing all your information. Yeah. Which like, okay, my, just to let everyone know, my husband's kind of like a crazy person with the internet and what's out there. Like he probably hates that I have a podcast talking about myself, but whatever, it's fine. So, um, TikTok, he like warned me against and I was like, fine, I won't download it. And now everything's coming out that like, TikTok is legitimately stealing all your information. So anyways, okay, back. This is like back three steps now before I sing the song that you're in the house board. Um, People on the internet are trying to start stuff, you know, they're bored. And so I engaged and I, I don't think this woman was like trying to maybe start a fight, but we posted something about what health looks like and it's not about weight loss and yada, 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 like what we always talk about. And she was like, yeah, oh, I remember it was the post where I said, um, something works until it doesn't or like dieting works if you don't know what works means like you have to oh yeah 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 and she was like yeah except for it worked for me because I'm you know yada 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 and I've lost this much weight and I'm so happy and I'm on whole 30 she talked about whole 30 oh and someone else mentioned too like oh yeah whole 30 so great like it it um encourages you to eat whole foods and all this kind of stuff and all I wrote back was what happens on day 31 What happens on day 31, you guys? What happens on day 31? Diets and um, like restrictive (laughs) rules around food is not meant for the long term. It's not sustainable. Um, It's not a sustainable way to live your life with no dairy and no gluten and no, I I can't remember, alcohol. And I mean, we should actually like go through the list. No legumes, no, all those things. It's not sustainable to keep all those things out of your diet. Like even right now as a dietitian, if you were to ask me, okay, what can I have on Whole30? I would stumble. I'd be like, um, eggs, you can have eggs, you can have, um, you know, like it, you have to think really hard about what you can have because all the focus is on what you can't. So that way, when you're on day 31 and like Brooke said, especially if you're paying attention to the scale, maybe you've lost some weight or maybe you haven't ding, ding, ding. Some people don't lose any weight on whole 30. I lost two pounds in one Right. Yeah. And I was so freaking miserable. <laughs> for two, for one and whole I month. Gained, and I gained the two pounds back. I was going to say, yeah. Day. And 
I'm <laughs> sure you're back up. Yeah. You yes. know, it's just, it's the way that it goes. It's not forced in the long term. It's it's for the here and now. And the reason why that is, is because they're taking your money. We've talked about this a thousand times. They want your money time and time again, every 30 days to then learn about Whole30 again. And I realize like Whole30 and certain things don't have, like, I'm not handing my money over to Whole30 directly. No, you're right. not, but you're visiting their blog. That gives them money. You're buying products that are inspired by Whole30, like cookbooks, or you're going to blogs that are Whole30 approved, or you're buying products that say Whole30 approved compared to the product that doesn't have it marked. That's all way that they're getting monetized, you guys, even on the background, like beyond yeah. your purchasing dollars, they're making deals. They're making deals with different companies to say, I'll let you use the stamp Whole30 approved if you pay me a cut or whatever that looks like. So they are in turn taking your money away, even if you don't feel like you're handing it over, like, oh, I'm going to do Whole30, here's my you know, money to do it. It's, right. it's over time and it's trying to get you back time and time again so that eventually they can sell you something super branded. We've seen this a million times, you know? Yeah, I've seen, I was at Target yesterday and I saw like keto coffee and keto this and Whole30, Whole30 proved this. And yep. um, just, it's crazy how like one fad diet will change our marketing of our foods. But um, I wanted to jump into what's not allowed so that everybody's clear with a specific like, list. <laughs> so the rules of Whole30 is no sugar of any kind, no alcohol, no grains of any kind, no legumes or peanuts, no soy, no dairy products, no MSG, carrageenan, sulfites. Um, and so they really push um, they're really what they're really pushing is fruits and vegetables and meats essentially but the hard thing yeah the thing i that that i found the hardest with whole 30 was um like your meats couldn't have any additives to it so it's like you'd have to spend i would have to spend like eight dollars for like eight slices of bacon which (laughs) is so insane i just want bacon i want the thick cut (laughs) um and then also like when you're buying spices and seasonings, like a lot of my seasonings and spices at home have, have milk in it. Like there's mm. a little bit of powdered cheese. So like you can't season stuff with cheese. And then another thing I found was super hard was like salad dressings or sauces or anything like that. If they just had one type, like wheat is actually found in a lot of that stuff. And you know, I have celiac, so I can't eat wheat anyway, but just the amount of things that you realize, like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know like this one salad dressing had like a tiny bit of dairy in it. I mean, right. dairy's in a lot of things. Um, so it's just, it really limits things. I couldn't even shop at my local grocery store when I was on it. And the annoying thing was I would go to Whole Foods and then I would have to go to across the street to Trader Joe's because Whole Foods wouldn't have something. And then I would still have to go to my regular grocery store. So I would have to go to three different grocery stores And for me, that was such a hassle. I'm like, I need to just go to one grocery store. And um, I remember like Whole Foods didn't have something and then Trader Joe's didn't have something. And then I had to order it online. And I mean, it's not like it was a food product that I just like loved so much. And I just like needed to have it. It was just literally because like that salad dressing at three different stores had a one gram of added sugar. And apparently that one gram of added sugar was going to make or break it. What I hate about Whole30 is that it says no cheat days. And mm-hmm. if you cheat, if you have a tiny bit of cheese or a tiny bit of whatever, you have to start all the way over. And like realistically, <laughs> you have one one gram of added sugar in, mm-hmm. in two weeks, like nothing's changing in your life. 
Like, right. I'm sorry. You're not going to lose like five pounds because you um, stayed away from that one extra gram of added sugar. Right. So it's just like these minimal things like ketchup, like good luck. You can't eat ketchup because there's sugar in ketchup. Right. And you can buy, you know, ketchups that have lower amounts of sugar and lower amounts of sodium, but like it was straight up, like you just can't have ketchup. So if you want to start over. Dog, yeah. And Which start crazy. all yeah. the way over. I remember one time I had like grass fed butter instead of ghee because it was out of habit and I was cooking green beans. Okay. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to restart this now because I had a little bit of grass fed butter instead of ghee. I mean, how ridiculous is that? That that is so, so disordered. You know, it's really yes. encouraging such disordered behavior. And then you like start to go down really bad rabbit holes mentally of like, what should I be doing now? What should I be doing then? And it's so focused. And I actually remember when you were doing it, how focused you were on finding these recipes, which is really cool. And like, yeah. I just want to be super clear. There is nothing wrong with trying new recipes. There is nothing no. wrong about wanting to eat more whole foods. There is nothing wrong with being informed about what's inside your food. Like that, I think that's great. If you're at yeah. a place mentally where you can healthy, healthily, healthily. Yeah. Healthily is the yeah. word I'm making up this podcast. Um, look at food and say, okay, what is the added sugar in here? Is there added sugar in this product or whatever? I think that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the moving one step further and further towards disordered eating patterns or making yourself feel bad. Like you're a bad person or you need to start over or you failed, you know, or those kind of thoughts and feelings that go along with it. Like that's the rigidity of rules, right? Is when right. we break a rule, we're cheating. Or when we break a rule, we're wrong or we're in trouble versus oh, this is good to know. And now I can make an informed choice. But neither choice, like if I choose the low added sugar ketchup or full sugar ketchup, normal ketchup or no ketchup, neither one of those choice makes you a good or bad person. But it's cool to be informed sometimes. Other times I grab the Heinz and I walk away. I don't have time to go to three grocery stores. Like it's gonna be okay, you know? And I think I think people just get so wrapped up in these rules and Whole30 is is one of them, you know, it, it, they're so restrictive. And like what you said about, you know, having to start all over because you had grass fed butter, like, come on, that yeah. is insane. And I mean, say goodbye to your social life for 30 days. I know. Yep. I mean, right now we're in quarantine. I get it. Like we can't really go out to eat much. I mean, I've ordered in Thai food every week <laughs> since quarantine. Uh -huh. Had it yesterday. Um, so, I mean, I get it. It's really hard to not go out to eat. But when you go out to eat on Whole30, it sucks because you're out like ordering a salad with no cheese. And it's just really hard to like pay a lot of money for food that just doesn't necessarily taste that good at that moment. And like, I love salads. I love filling my salads with bacon and cheese and ranch dressing and tons of vegetables. Like, I love salads. They're crunchy. They're fresh. They're delicious. I love salad, but like if I can't have the dressing I want at the yeah. time and no cheese on it, then it's like, I'm just, I'm not going to enjoy it. And sure. you want to enjoy your food. And that's what Whole30, I feel like took away from me. And the other thing is a lot of people say it encourages you to cook more. That's great. I'm all about cooking more. I'm yeah. all about being at home, making more foods at home because it's going to save you money. And then you, you know, it's good to learn those basic cooking skills. It's good for your family to get in the habit of having mealtimes together. Yeah. So it's, it's great that it encourages more cooking at home. However, what I found was, um, we, we cook 
we really don't go out to eat that much. Like my husband and I, he does pretty much all the cooking. We do, we are not a family that goes out to eat that often. If we have friends in town, we will, but we're just not the type. We're not huge foodies of like every single week we got to dinner and have date night. And so for us, like we're already used to cooking at home and making meals. Um, I felt like when we were doing whole 30 meal times and meal prep was so much longer and I'm very impatient in the kitchen. Like if the meal does not take 30 minutes or less and it's fine if it's the same, <laughs> like, you know, it's fine if it's baking. Like if I make lasagna and it takes like 30 minutes to prep, but then it's in the oven for an hour, that's fine. Like right. hands on time, hands yeah, on like, time. Hands on time, like I felt like we were spending so much time. There was one good recipe we made. We still make it. We still love it. But it is time consuming to make that one specific recipe. Thirty days like, for one recipe. Yeah, and it's, just, <laughs> and it's just I felt like the grocery shopping and meal prepping and meal planning was a lot harder. And for us, like meal planning at in our households, actually really easy most of the time. But I felt like I was really struggling. And I said, okay, if I'm struggling as a dietitian, like coming up with meal ideas and snack ideas that are appropriate, like my go-to snacks are string cheese, can't have that. Apple and peanut butter, can't have that. Uh, veggies and hummus, couldn't have the hummus. I mean, it was just like, okay, I love all of those snacks. Those are all very nutritious and delicious snacks. They were all taken away from me. And it was like, okay, well now like I'm just not going to eat a snack because I can't eat. Oh, good point. Yeah. Just anything, skipping it you know? altogether. It, was so, it felt so defeating. And right. I feel like a lot of people do skip meals um, on it because yes, they don't limit your calories or anything, which is great. They don't limit your portion sizes, which again is great. You're not counting or tracking anything, which is great. Mm-hmm. However, like a lot of times I would like go through the meal and I'm like, I'm, I didn't enjoy my meal or I would eat something and I'm like, it's just too much work. I'm not going to ever make this again, you know? And yeah. And you're missing, I think too, like, and I haven't done it, but you know, that satisfaction factor, right? Like we see so many people go on whole 30 and then post their recipes for like whole 30 brownies and whole 30, like smoothie and whole 30, um, uh, like desserts, you know, like a ton of desserts, whole 30 cookies and they're making whole 30 pancakes and all these sort of things. And it's like, okay, slow down. What are you doing here? What you're doing is you're taking away food groups and foods and then trying to replace them with something that it isn't. So you cannot tell me that if you want pancakes and you eat a Whole30 approved pancake made from bananas and egg or whatever, that that is going to be satisfying to you. No, you want a freaking pancake. Okay. Like I saw some woman do, and this might've been actually for keto, but I, I think it will work for whole 30. I don't know, but, um, it's like cocoa powder and avocado and it's like pudding. No, that's not like pudding. That's like a freaking chocolate avocado. Okay. That's what that is. And it's like, you can't, you're, you're trying to trick yourself into getting satisfied off something that is not satisfying. So then you have all these people making tons of desserts, whereas normally outside of Whole30, outside of food rules, outside of restriction, you have dessert, what, once, twice a week? But now, because you're on Whole30, you're having it every dang day because you need that satisfaction. You want more. You That didn't feel good enough to you. You're doing something new. Or like Brooke said, you just skip it. It's too much work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to opt out. I'm going to opt out of eating. And then your blood sugar goes crazy. I mean, it's all okay, I'm getting like a little heated here. So I'm pull it back. But you know, it's it's just so frustrating. And I think too, the other part of Whole30 that has really bothered me is this like elitism of, yes. like you said, the affording these kinds of foods. Like yes. 
Yes. It is not cheap to afford the meat that has no additives. And it's not cheap to afford, you know, the types of nut butters that are not uh, peanuts, you know, or something along those lines. Like you're actually telling people that they have to spend significantly more money in order to get foods that are quote unquote healthy for them during this time period. And then at day 31, they're going to go back to the food that they were eating before, if not more so. So I think it's really frustrating to watch diets like these kind of bring people to an elite status when they can afford and have honestly the privilege of affording foods that typically people can't eat enough of or have enough money to afford in order to satiate them. You know, it is expensive. And I, I know some people talk about it, but it, it's not talked about enough, honestly. It's like, oh, sorry, you're poor. You can't do Whole30. You know, you're a bad person now. <laughs> okay, great. It Thanks. Was, it was so expensive. And I and mm-hmm. I used to hate, um, as a dietitian, I used to hate hearing like, if it's so it's so um, expensive to eat healthy. And like, I right. still don't love that saying, but it is expensive to eat Whole30. Like, yes. because healthy, it can mean a lot of different things. And totally. like, Alyssa and I absolutely believe in eating fruits and vegetables and, yes. you know, eating whole, whole foods. We believe in right. like mm-hmm. eating all, all kinds of foods. And so I, do, I don't love the saying because you can buy a bag of carrots for a dollar, you right. know, is a bag of chips, which is three dollars. So mm-hmm. I don't. Chips are that. so expensive. Chips are expensive. It's They're like almost annoying. four bucks for a tiny bag. <laughs> I know, but um, yeah. So, but whole thirty is expensive because when you're right. buying like the whole thirty mayo or the whole thirty salad dressings or like whatever, it's it's like eight dollars for yeah. A salad and you're dressing. you're replacing stuff you probably already have at home, right? Like, yes, like your mayo. That was the other you probably thing. already have mayo, but now I have to buy a whole new thing of mayo, and then my old yes. mayo is going to go bad. It's like. Oh my gosh, it's like when you move, you know, you move and you have to go grocery shopping and you have to buy like olive oil and paper towels and you have to buy mayonnaise or you have to buy like all the staples like that you typically have on hand. But when you move, you don't anymore because you've eaten it all up or you got rid of it or whatever. It's like the same thing of like, okay, now I have to start from scratch, which is so freaking expensive and time consuming. Like I love what you said about being in the kitchen, the amount of time it took you to meal plan and prep and actually like physically cooking the food and grocery shopping. Like you are spending your time in exchange for what? For yes. what? What do you get and from the 30? And that's the whole thing. So like maybe some pros would be, maybe you found a recipe or two that you really enjoyed and right. you want to keep doing it. That would be a, a good thing. Maybe, maybe you are one of those people that you, you know, at the very end, you're supposed to add things in very slowly. Maybe you sure, do I'm sure it. a lot of people do that. nobody does it it. I didn't do it I had nachos with cheese the next morning for sure Um, I would do yeah but if you do like let's say you are that type of person then maybe you realize oh this one flavor of hummus I get diarrhea from it or whatever it is Mm -hmm. but like I'm gonna be real with you nothing changed I added in everything and I was like I don't feel better or worse than I felt last week I felt more mentally worse on it. I felt more stress and anxiety over food um, than I did. And then honestly, when I ended for me, you guys, (laughs) we don't like to talk about weight on this show that much, but I lost like two or three pounds in a month and I was working out six days a week. I was being so restrictive. And to me, I looked back on that and I was like, that was not worth it losing two pounds a nobody noticed I didn't look any different I didn't Mm -hmm. feel I literally did not feel any different I was so restrictive I was working so hard to achieve this and 
for what? Literally nothing. And so right. I like looked back on it and I was like, well, why would I do that again? Like, why would I give up those things again when it, to me, it didn't make a difference. And even my husband who lost a lot of weight doing it, which he has like no weight to lose anyway, he's mm-hmm. tiny. Um, he lost a ton of weight that month. The next month he gained like 15 pounds. Like, I bet. And again, you know, like him gaining 15 pounds is still he great. It, it just like, it was fine. It's fine for him to gain 15 pounds in a month because he's very small, but it was just funny that like everybody that we did it with who lost like over 10 pounds, they all gained it back immediately. Right. And it's like, that's, well, what, everyone, that's what it's designed to do. Yes. And everyone's stuck on that initial promise. You know, everyone's looking, you know, two, three days a week ahead of time going, oh, this is going to be so great for me. I'm finally going to lose the weight. I'm finally going to be able to find clothes that fit me. I'm finally going to feel, you know, at home in my own body and yada, yada, yada. And people are going to think I'm, you know, pretty and people are going to think I'm smart and yada, yada, yada. All this stuff that diet culture has promised us with certain body types, the thin ideal. But mm-hmm. then you turn around no one's looking at day 31. No, no, no one's one. looking at a year later. No. And everyone who, um, diet like whole 30 worked quote, I'm using air quotes over here, um, that it worked for them. What happens is then like Brooke said, they day 31, they even, even if they start to introduce food slowly or whatever, or they completely binge, which is totally what I would do. Um, you know, maybe the weight starts creeping back on. Maybe they're feeling icky again. Maybe they're not feeling great. Their clothes aren't fitting. And then what do they do? They do whole 30 again because last time it quote unquote quote worked. And this is the whole idea of like, we need to reframe what we think work means. Like what does work actually mean to you? Does works mean that it's a limited time only? I lost weight and I was obsessed with food and thinking about it all the time and having to go out of my way to plan my entire life around what I'm eating all the time for 30 days, gave up on social interaction. Like you said, maybe I had to say no to some vacation or some, you know, fun, happy hours or whatever because of yeah. it. Like, is that what life working looks like for you? Uh-huh. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I, I think life working for me looks like enjoying my life with food and beverages and coffee and alcohol and cream yes. in my coffee. God, yes. damn it. I <laughs> know. Um, you know, it's like yes. actually enjoying these foods and not having to stress and worry about them, especially when you're not even eating, you know, like yeah. the prepping and the planning for the week or, okay, I'm going to go out to dinner with my girlfriends, but what can I eat? And you spend an hour before you go out to eat planning what you're going to order off the menu and what questions you're going to ask. And maybe you're packing your own food. Like I've literally gone to restaurants with people who packed some of their own food. Yeah. I have. So it's great. You know, it's crazy, but it's like, this is what diet culture does to us. And I, I want to specify here too. If you've done whole 30 or you've done any diet or anything, you are not bad for doing that. Okay. Like, I don't want to come off like I'm yelling at you. I am not. I've been there. Okay. (laughs) Broken. And this is why we did the podcast is we've been there. We've done it. That even during this podcast, we Brooke was on Whole30. I was doing some like no additive, whatever food. Yeah. So it's like, this is why we started the podcast. This is why we have our membership is to show you that we're in it too. And it's, it's a learning ever evolving process forever, not just for right. 30 days. <laughs> you know, this is a process that's going to go on for a long, long time. So I just want to clarify, you're not bad if you've done Whole30. It's just you know better, do better, right? You know, right. we we have some more information now and we can make decisions out of that new information. And I right. think 
if we are going to talk a little bit about the pros of things like Whole30, and we say this almost every diet that we talk about, the only pro is that it maybe gets you out of your comfort zone, trying new things, you know, seeing if this is a flavor you like or a recipe that you like. Or I think too, with Whole30 specifically, there, <laughs> I want to be careful how I word this. This is not yeah. to be a food rule, but I do right. think generally speaking, our bodies typically function better on whole foods. Not 100% whole foods, oh my gosh, I need to like be crazy about it. But like generally, I think we can all agree that whole foods typically settle well with us. But it can go the other way where all of a sudden you have a ton of fiber, which is what I experienced one time when I decided to like take out all refined grains and stuff. You then all of a sudden have all this fiber and you're like, why am I so bloated and gassy and diarrhea or constipation or whatever? Because you have 16 times the amount of fiber than your body's used to by drinking coffee and eating Cheetos. Like, I mean, it's a big change, you know, for a lot of people. So anyways, um, I just want to say that you're not bad if you've done Whole30 or if you thought about doing Whole30 or even if you're still thinking about doing Whole30. And this is one of my favorite quotes and things that we've talked about lately on the podcast with um, Delina from Your Lutino Nutritionist was, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose to try intuitive eating? Seriously, you can always go back to dieting. You can always pick back up Whole30. You can always go back on Weight Watchers, whatever. It will be there for you, I promise you. Even though my goal is that it never will be. (laughs) You know, I mean, obviously our goal is to like rip diet culture out of the heart of the world. But (laughs) typically these diets are always going to be there for you. So why not give intuitive eating a full shot, a run for its money, like actually dive in, throw away the scale, literally throw it away, um, demolish it and give it up dieting and put weight loss on the back burner and try intuitive eating and see what it's like for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like this calendar that they made. Somebody made this whole 30 calendar and it's called change your life in whole in 30 days. And then the first day is like, no big deal. And then the next few days are the hangover. And then it's kill all the things and you're crazy. And then the next day, the next few days are, I just want a nap. And then the next one, oh my gosh, my pants are tighter. And then the next days are the hardest days. And then you dream of junk food. And then all of a sudden on week three, you get tiger blood and you just, just rock. And then, and then after that, you say, I'm over this. And then you say the scale and the mirror are calling. And then you say, oh my gosh, I can't go. What am I going to do now? And then you do it. And that's like the calendar. And I'm like, and that's a funny thing. Like, uh, I feel like everybody I did it with, they were like really struggling, um, mm-hmm. really struggling on it. And at the time I was like, this isn't that hard. Like I didn't really think it was as hard as people had said it was. Right. Um, and I think part of it is because I do eat a lot of meats and fruits and vegetables and I have celiac, so I don't eat gluten. So right. for me, I didn't have to give up or change my diet as much as the other people I did it with. However, looking back on it, I was like, gosh, I was freaking miserable. I just, I guess I didn't realize how miserable I was until I got out of it and started eating foods again with like no rules. And then I realized how crazy it was. At the totally. Time. Totally. And it's like, it's so within our nature, you guys, to then get off of this and, and come out of it and be like, 
well, I kind of have to make up for it, right? Like we have this like mindset of that like last supper mentality or even like even on the back end, like, okay, well, I just spent 30 days not eating cheese so I can have a few more extra slices or I can have a few more whatever. You know, and it's like this, your body is built to be at an even keel. So whenever we're trying to get it out of that even you know, um, homeostasis is what it's called. Um, you know, we push and we say, okay, we're not going to have any of this. or we're going to have more of this or yada, yada, yada. Our body always wants to be like level throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout our life. So it's funny to me that like our instinct, our actual biological drive is to have this like even keel approach to all things and like keep our body in that like balance. And so of course our body's going to like try to make up for it and our mental, like that's what's built into our DNA to like make up for it or to eat it all now because we can't have it tomorrow. Like these are biological drivers in all of our bodies. And it's silly to think that we can outrun biology. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, I don't know. I think this was a really good episode because I think we needed to go back and readdress Whole30. But also like it's still a very rampant diet. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people are still doing it and talking about it. And it's still very... um, uh, current, right? I mean, I think so. Right. I don't know about during yeah. quarantine. It was kind of hard to get like fresh food there for a while. But um, yeah. I think it's still something that people are thinking about doing. And we just wanted to warn you guys that it is a diet. It's actually extremely restrictive, even though it's not counting. It is very restrictive. So take a pause before you decide to do it. Listen yes. to this episode a few times and yes. uh, reach out to us if you need any help. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we'll probably get some heat for this and every other like diet of, you know, you guys are so negative about it. <laughs> Listen, we're just telling you the facts of like the studies. I can't wait to have studies in 10 years from now on right? how many people stuck with Whole30 for years because yeah. I don't know anybody who did. Nope. And I don't know if you did how happy you would be. Exactly. What does your life look like? And that's the other thing too, is when you're steeped in diet culture, like Brooke, I think that was such a great realization you just shared was like, while I was in it, I didn't realize how hard it was. I didn't realize how oppressive it was. I didn't realize how restricted I was or how miserable I was until you're out of it. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And a lot of people get super defensive of their diet. You know, they like, some diets are like a cult, man, you know, like keto, like sorry, but people in keto, like check if you're in a cult. Okay. (laughs) It it gets so culty. This idea of like, this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is how I'm going to eat. Like, great. No one cares. Like, who are you as a person? You know, how do you treat me? How do you treat others? How do you take care of your community? No one cares what's going inside your body because it's your freaking body. It literally does not affect them unless you are stealing the food off their plate. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) that being said, that was Whole30, yeah. you guys. Sorry if you felt like it was negative, but also I'm not really sorry. So sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not yeah. sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord. I got a little heated, but that always makes for, you know, a fun episode for me to edit. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think it was. It was fine. I listen to myself and I'm like, am I yelling? Am I am I yelling at people? I'm not trying to yell at you guys. It's, I'm just emotional about it. I'm so emotional. Yeah. No, it's totally fine. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We will have a brand new episode for you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And is there anything else we want to tell them? We don't really talk about it. What do we want to tell you guys? Um, no, our membership's rocking. Oh and my gosh, so it's so if cool. You guys, if you guys missed out on it, I mean, doors will open at some point again, but you can join our next wait list. Um, yeah, join our wait list. I'll put the link down in the show notes. 
Yeah. The people in there are freaking rad, you guys. If you guys are remembering yeah. or listening, you're freaking rad. Brooke, oh I my know. gosh. Brooke and I read those messages and the comments inside the membership, and we're so excited. We have our first live Q&A and some mini trainings coming up. And it's so helpful because it goes along perfectly what, with what Brooke and I talk about. First of all, we're in this together. Like Brooke and I yes. have never sat on this podcast and we're like, we're getting it all right and you guys get it wrong and let us tell you all about it. Yada, yada, yada. Like, no, we are in it with you guys. Like yes. we might be leading it, but you guys are right there with us and teaching us so much inside the membership too, which is so freaking cool. But then also like intuitive eating is a long-term process. Brooke and I have never sat here and I'll do our voices again. It's only going to take 30 days. <laughs> Yes. You know, we've never touted that intuitive eating can like change your life in two weeks or whatever. Um, we've always said that this is a long-term process, slow but subtle change. And that's what the membership does. It's weekly change, weekly action tips, weekly action steps to take to change your relationship to food and your body. It's freaking incredible to be a part of it and to watch you guys all grow and make such incredible changes already, already. And it's only been, what, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah. Which is yeah. freaking incredible. So yeah, join the wait list, you guys. If you missed it this time around, don't miss it next time. Join the wait list. Um, and we're excited to tell you more about that later. But definitely yeah. come hang out with us next Tuesday, you guys. Sounds see good. you next week. See you next Bye. week. Bye. 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 Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> like in sync. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Wait, I should just get Justin. <laughs> I'll, I'll get I'll get JT on here now. <laughs> oh my gosh, you better. Use your connections, girl. JT, where you at? I would take Jessica Bale too, okay? She's pretty freaking sweet too. <laughs>